0: You're listening to The Azria Show. If you're looking for quality real estate investing information that you can trust, you've found it. Stay tuned and join the tens of thousands of members that have already benefited from Azria, your home for education, market information, support, and networking opportunities that will advance your real estate investing career.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Adria Show. Guys, we are very fortunate and blessed to be with you again on another Friday and another episode. And today I have none other than the executive director, Mike Delpreet. What's up, what's up? And we want to talk about something specific to us. We want to let you guys behind the curtain, behind the veil on what we're working on. We never want to come off as the coaches, trainers, or just in front of the crowd without not doing any deals on the back end ourselves. So we want to share with you one of the deals that we're working on and what transpired throughout this deal. So without other any further delay, like always, I got to ask our executive director, Mike, what's going on, man? How you doing? Wonderful, man. Excited to be here as always and share our glimpse into our, our story here. Okay. All right. So everybody knows that the market shifted, we would say end of May, early June. And with that being said, we have a group that we work primarily with called the deal finders club. And the deal finders club is where me and Mike coach exclusively a small group of investors that are looking to find off market deals. So we had a deal brought to us, which we worked hand in hand with, and we ended up taking that deal down. Mike, you want to jump in here a little bit about the deal?
0: Yeah. So, so the Deal Finders Club, as you know, you get a wholesale course, and you get we, our main goals teach you how to sales and marketing because that's what wholesaling is. And then when, as you get opportunities and homeowners that want offers, Marcus and I will comp the property, we'll talk to the homeowner, go to the appointments, we'll do all that stuff. So. This is from one of our deal finder members that followed what we said and did what we told them to do. So it got them into a door knocking lead. So they were door knocking in East Mesa, several houses, a pre-foreclosure list, which was was pretty exciting to see because, you know, thinking this was back in June, I guess. And, you know, before things changed, everyone's door knocking is very little foreclosures, but we, you know, this member found, got a foreclosure deal, you know, houses going to foreclosure within the month. And, uh, she generated the conversation and we stepped in and helped her out. So yeah, that's kind of like how we found this deal was door knocking pre foreclosures. So you
1: got some context. So again, and me and Mike, we worked exclusively with her to, um, work with the seller, get all of the information from the seller and eventually get the property under contract. So our goal and our aim was to wholesale this deal and, at the time, it was a great deal. Like we said, it was it was the end of May, early June. The market shifted, but everyone didn't know how to what degree the market shifted. So we got the property under contract and we were like, yes, we're going to make some money here. We're going to make sure that DFC member get their first deal done. They're going to be happy. They're going to be motivated and everybody's going to be motivated. And let's go through some more of the context of, of the deal. Cause a, okay. lot
0: of, a lot of stuff there, right? Like, so I want to give this member so much credit for the way she door knocked, right? Nope. Knocked on the door, knocked on the door, get away, get away. Right. Then she got to a point where the homeowner finally opened up the door and said, Hey, I'll meet you, but we're not coming in my house. So obviously, what we've learned in our times, people are ashamed of what the situation may be, or they don't feel comfortable, they don't trust you yet. So she met her they, at a coffee shop and they got to. The, in her initial meeting to talk about the property at the coffee shop then you know she kind of like disappeared for a little bit Says, you know hey why aren't you answering the you know my door my calls now oh I'm sick so she went and brought soup and crackers and all this stuff to the homeowner's house and just left it on the front door and said hey I left you something so that really uh, set her apart from all the hundreds of other people knocking on the door every day Right. So take that that for what it is. Definitely stood apart from everybody.
1: And and that's very important because, you know, in this market in Phoenix, there's a lot of investor activity and you have to be persistent and you have to set yourself apart. And by her doing that, not Mm -hmm. only is set herself apart, but she's just genuine. She has a genuine heart for people. And when you have that genuine heart for people, They understand that. They know that. And they know that, hey, people want to do do deals with people they know, like and trust. And although they didn't know her, they liked her. And because of what she did, they trusted her. So that let her into the door. So there's plenty of times where, you know, some investors and I'm guilty of it. Sometimes, you know, you're in a rush. You think it's just another property to go and walk you say okay let me go in chit chat with the seller for a few minutes take some take some pictures and try and get the contract and be out of the property and on to the next one but when you guys are doing this you you have to show that empathy you have to take some time and find out exactly what the seller is going through and this is exactly what she did and here's what they're going through right
0: so they're going to foreclosure some bad, some bi- bad times money wise. I know the spouse had like di- dialysis every mm-hmm. week, and every week, you know, health issues, and they just couldn't make ends meet. So, so a couple learning lessons there is, you know, they're in this tough, this tough situation and our, our member is new to this. Right. Yep. And I think she got most emotionally attached to the situation. Of course, like you said, empathy, you want to help out the best you can, but you can't get in the mess Yep. yourself. Right. So, so, you know, she's, she started kind of like almost killing the deal in her own mm-hmm. way. She started like kind of negotiating with us. Right. We're trying to get the best deal. Right. And by the way, I, they think, you know, that we got a good deal and that they, they still put a lot of money in their pocket because they had some, yep. so yep. and it worked out for everybody. So whereas, you know, it goes into, we had our offer price and, we're coaching her through the the offering and what to offer and you know how to offer it and she you know went against what we said and actually offered her you know five, well we she gave our offer but then felt bad went and went felt bad and went back and offered 5 grand more yep right so which will go down that road and why we wish we had that 5000 <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely no. absolutely so yeah mike said something very key is you have to have the empathy, you know, show and share that empathetic demeanor. But at the same time, understand that this is business. And at the end of the day, it is business. You can you can have those emotions, but you want to tailor those and, and make sure you compartmentalize those emotions. So we were able to get the deal. We made quite a few mistakes on it. One of them that I would say is we went out to the property walk the property and I even walked the property and it was just filled with so much stuff and the the house was so dark. You couldn't see. So there were some key things that, that we missed. One of the things that we missed, and like I said, we're, we're not all perfect. So when we go out and we walk these properties, you have to make sure you have enough time set aside. So one of the things that we missed was termite damage. There was we were wondering why the cabinet doors were not on the cabinets <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just didn't think
0: they you know they wanted to open the doors they just, <laughs> i thought they were lazy, but yeah yeah they figured that out
1: yeah i mean i i just took it as okay well maybe they're redoing something with the cabinets and they just took the cabinet doors off because the cabinet doors were were in the garage but they wouldn't they wasn't up there so we missed the termite damage when we went back through we started noticing, hey, there was a lot of termite trails around the kitchen cabinets. And I started poking on the cabinets and my fingers was going right through the cabinets. Mm, um, yep. So that was one. You got another one, Mike, that we missed?
0: Yeah, well, one disclaimer, I never went there, which no excuse. I saw the oh, you,
1: you throwing me under the bus. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: I went there afterwards. But no, but I, I got so used to like virtual wholesaling, like in Cleveland, yep. never being at properties. You know, you see the pictures. Right. And so I looked at the pictures And obviously, I'm going to bring up the bathrooms. So, so what I'm going to touch on is the bathrooms, right? So, like I said, I'm so used to buying in Cleveland, never going to the property site, you know, not so not sight unseen for me. But I saw the pictures, maybe some video. But the way this bathroom was set up, I've never seen it personally. So it was kind of a one and a half bath, where it was like a shower and a toilet bowl. But then you go through the door, it's like a sink and a toilet bowl. So the way our rep took the pictures it looked just like two quick pictures of two different bathrooms. So I thought it was a two, mm-hmm. two. Right. So that, yep. you know, I thought yep. we both did. And then I agree with what you said, man, that place was piled wall to wall, door to door, ceiling, to floor of boxes. And it was like a maze. So yeah. like, we, yeah, there's, just, you just can't see a lot of stuff in there. So that was mine. You know, I know that was a big yep. one we missed as
1: well. So what we initially thought was a two, two, Ended up being like a one and three quarter. I don't
0: even um, know. You're in <laughs> both, like, yeah. I guess you got the because if you're in the shower and you got a toilet bowl, but there's no sink in there, you got to use the sink in the other half. Yep. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then that other half is like a half bath. Half
1: bath. Yeah. So
0: I don't. I don't know. Well, the one with we, the showers. Like, I never saw that type of ha- half bath. So two halves. Probably one,
1: technically. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we missed that. And then actually on our walkthrough when me and Mike was there, we were walking around the outside and it was pointed out to us that the property was on a septic. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. you have termite damage, you have bathroom that you thought was a two bathroom, but ended up being like a one and a half, one and three quarter. Then the property was on septic. So, and, and you guys know that you know septic versus sewer can make a big difference you know when you're working with some buyers so that was one of the things that we missed also
0: yeah and you know and i would i would chalk that up to you know not putting as much attention on it as we need yeah. 100% responsibility however you kind of you, sometimes you bypass some of that cuz you know there's times we buy sight unseen but when you buy it right like that's what something we always preach here is right knowing your numbers and buying it right I, you know, I think maybe we got a little, you know, too overconfident, like, Hey, we've got a really good price. The market's hot. Can't really lose. And I still don't think we're going to lose, but like, yeah. So I think we kind of went through mm-hmm. all that, you know?
1: Yeah. So- and, and again, like you were saying, Mike, that was one of the things was it really wasn't overconfidence. It was that we bought right at that market shift. So we looked at the comps, ran everything and in early May and in April, the properties were selling for X once we took it down and was trying to wholesale it, the values dropped considerably and nobody wanted to do the deal.
0: Yeah. So we we bought it. And then obviously our the goal was just to clean it up and get it prepped for the next fix and flipper, landlord, whatever buyer mm-hmm. it was. So what I think we did went through two dumpsters, two yep. dumpsters that 40 yard dumpsters. That took like a week or so to get cleaned out, right? Just the labor that we had. So you know, so we bought it. By t- okay. Okay. Before that, first we did a holdback. So the owners we yep. did a five thousand dollar holdback because they needed to find a place to stay. So we gave them a week to get out, or like a week and a half. So that killed mm-hmm. some time. Then it took us over a week to get everything cleaned out. So we're three weeks into the deal. Yeah. You know, and we're still fine, right? We're waiting for a so Now it's all cleaned out, and we started putting it out there, and then the interest rates doubled. Yep. That was the key, right? That was the kicker. So everyone was like, whoa, what's going on? The buyer pool slowed down, the investors, the flippers, the cash buyers. Everyone was like, whoa, what's what's the scenario? And now we're not getting any offers on it or any visits. I mean, we had signs in the front yards on Zillow. Mm -hmm. Cash buyers blasted the Asria forums. Like we just had it everywhere. Yeah. So that that, that kind of got us a little, little shocked there.
1: Yeah. And then because our exit strategy, like Mike said, was we were just going to clean it up and just wholesale it and move on. And at the time that we were doing everything, everything was prepped, prime and right and ready for us to do that. But again, because of that, that time frame, we were unable to move it. So that moved us into having multiple exit strategies. So that exit, our first exit strategy was clean it up and we'll wholesale it. The second exit strategy was, okay, well, we have I buyers in a neighborhood that's buying, open door, offer pad. We'll clean it up, and we will just send it over to open door and offer pad and see what happens with them. So, Mike, you care to share with the, that's what happened with that?
0: Yeah. So, well, one, you know, when we took this property down, it was an ARV after repair value of 400000 give or take-ish, right? Oh. Whatever you're thinking. So, Think about it we locked it up at 255 so in, in it's a 1300 square foot house it's not like a major yep. renovation you know so it's a solid home besides the you know you know all the garbage in there and <laughs> that bathroom so, so yeah so what are we at so so we tried wholesaling it out no one was just giving us no bites while it was cleaned out and you remember why the now the time is ticking we' already got three weeks into it now we're like hey let's just give us some time because sometimes what I've learned in wholesaling over the years is, hey, sometimes you get that unique buyer when you have time and you just got yep. the market, marketing property. It's not, you know, not trying to sell it in five, 10 days. You give it 30 days. Sometimes you get you get a nice buyer, just takes it on. So I was thinking in that kind of aspect too, maybe we'll just get the right buyer. But what's going on while we're waiting? We're Interest up. rates. Oh uh, yeah. Well, our hard, our hard money. Hard day. money, yeah. Yep. $2,170. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> For sure. So boom, first mortgage payment hits, All right. So now, right, you got, because just when you buy these properties, right, there was, oh, let's hit the, real quick, I know you asked me the, the question, but another learning lesson, e E&R HOA, read yep, it, yep. right? So I know there's transfer fees, everyone knows that, that's fine. So, but there was an $800 membership, golf club membership fee. I'm like, oh, right. I was just joking, like, hey, Marcus, let's go get the golf cart, let's go play, <laughs> let's go have some fun, right? So it's not really even a membership, you just get to get your you get to get exclusive newsletter and you get to go watch the voting. So was what I found out. But we had questions because we we're going to do some things around the house. I want to call the HOA, and the lady was like, "Oh, you paid the eight hundred? That was optional." I'm like, "Oh, come oh,
1: on, right? We <laughs> gave away another eight hundred bucks." Yeah,
0: I was like, "So, so on our settlement statement, it's just automatically there." She was like, "You should have read this, the docs. You should have asked your title company." Blah blah blah. You know, yeah, they're right. So, you know, we paid 800 bucks that we didn't, we're not getting it back, you know, that's a given. So, so that was an eight dollar, you know, mistake there too. So read your CCNRs, read all your documents as always. That's what we explained in the contract class last night. So that, that was something. So where was I going? So we had the mortgage payment going, we had the $800 fee, times ticking. So, so what do we want to do? So yeah, well, we submitted it to OfferPad and it was just needed too much work. They didn't because yep. it was just cleaned out first, and they they didn't want to. One open door didn't accept our offer because the previous owner set, submitted it to them. So mm-hmm. we had to wait ninety days or sixty days yep. before they would even look at ours at Open Door Offer Pad. Just denied it, denied it, based on pictures and said it needed need too much work. So then we're like, all right, now what do we do? So no wholesale buyers. Could we put it on MLS? this way, maybe. And then we had no iBuyer. And, you know, mm-hmm. in that type of property, two bedroom, one bath, whatever you want to call it. it's not really in everyone's buy box. Right,
1: right. You know? So we went through two exit strategies. So we were looking at wholesaling and open door offer pad I buyers. That didn't work. So the next step was, okay, we got to bring cash to the table and we got to get this thing cleaned up We have to do a rehab on it and then try and pitch it back to open door and offer pad. So we did that. We spent about a good $15,000 cleaning it up, painting it. And actually the contractor did a really good job for that amount of money. looks like a totally new place. We did new flooring, completely painted the place, new doors, new hardware, everything. So it looks like a new place. So we said, all right, offer pad should be able to take it now open door should be able to take it now let's resubmit it so we resubmitted it and came back lower than what we expected because naturally their buy box changed their expectations changed because the market shifted so at one point when the previous seller submitted it to offer pad they had got a, a range of right around 320 between 290 and 320 so we was thinking okay on a high end all right we'll move it for 300 305 we will still make money and everything will be rosy we'll get out of the deal and move on well when we submitted it they came back at 250 well well
0: well, go ahead well it's actually they gave it at 300 yeah yeah so which if that was a we would we would have took that right yeah some level maybe or countered but the way Open door works it's Three hundred minus all their, you know, fees. fees. Yeah, I don't know. You saw everything, whatever repaired, yep. estimate. There, you said they, yeah, they offered like a thirty thousand renovation budget, and we already did the renovations. We already
1: did so, the renovations. Yep.
0: Yep. So, so technically, so what happens is they offer three hundred, but then you net two fifty after, you know, and what we bought it at two fifty five, right? So that wouldn't work. But that's kind of, kind of messes things up. So when if when they sell these houses, it they put whatever, the contract price is what gets recorded if I understand correctly. Yep. So if we actually sold it, it looked like we sold it for 300, but that's not, that's not so when you're looking at other deals, it says open door paid something, it's actually less than that. So, but yeah, so that didn't work.
1: Yeah, so the 300 went to 250, that didn't work because we were already, we contracted the property at 255. We had two or three mortgage payments in at 2,170 bucks. Plus we put 14 grand into it. So now our holding costs are going higher and higher and higher each month. And the expectations of the market are dropping and dropping and dropping each month. So when I'm at the monthly meeting and I'm seeing the charts and I'm seeing the numbers drop, I'm like, oh crap, we're holding this property. You know, we got to hurry up and get out. So I wanted to bring this to you guys' attention. So that was three exit strategies that we were looking at. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a brief break Hear word from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about our other exit strategies we're working on and what the outcome is. So let's take a brief break and we will be right back. Are your real estate dreams on hold with work,
0: kids, everything else going on. Time is limited. Most days you feel like the world's on your shoulders. You might even say to yourself, if I just had someone to lean on, Push me in the right direction i know things would happen quicker well then you need to check out the deal finders club a community of investors eager to close more deals sign more contracts and just get ahead in life the dfc provides weekly coaching thriving online community and all the education you need to be confident dfc is your fastest path to closing more deals to learn more head over to azdfc.com that's azdfc.com
1: all right, everyone, we are back. And before we went to break, we were talking about our multiple exit strategies, but even before then, so we got the rehab done and we didn't do a full final punch list because we resubmitted it to Open Door and OfferPad to see what they were come back at. And so with open door offer pad they really don't come out to the property they just take some pictures we take some pictures videos and send it over to them so there were things that we said okay we don't necessarily need to do this right now we can hold off and things like that so once they came back and said that they they offered that low number to us at 250 now we had to go back to the contractor and say all right these punch items we definitely need completed and he wrapped them up and then Lo and behold, we had another mishaps. Mike, care to share?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know there were some smokers in there. So what we were doing is is cleaning out the ducts. So we got to, we want to get the ducts cleaned, and then all the filters and the coils all cleaned within the AC. So the duct cleaner went out there, and he's called, and he was just like, "Yo, your AC's blowing hot." <laughs> so <laughs> so now, you know, we're at the point where hey, it's all cleaned up punchless is done ducks are clean things smell good let's we're gonna clean do a final cleaning get it on mls you know here in a few days and yet now you know now we got an ac guy going out scheduled to go out and service the unit so let's just you know cross our fingers cross our fingers yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, so yes. and we wanted to bring this to you guys attention because you know um with HGTV and some of these other, other places, everything always turns out rosy. And we just want to let you know that, Hey, sometimes you have to be, you have to be able to pivot and change the way you do things based on what the market reveals. So right now we're getting ready to put that property on the market. So what happens, Mike, if we put the property on the market and it doesn't sell, what's our next exit strategy?
0: Yeah. You just start looking at some options, right? So can you rent it? Right. Remember we got this $2,000 mortgage payment, this area, I'm confident we can get the 1,800, 2,000 max rental, right? So worst case, we just don't do anything, you know, for a few months, we pay the hard money, get a renter in there. Maybe we have to eat a few hundred bucks a month, right? Just as yep. what it is. so why it's rented out, we can do that and pay our hard money lender, uh, While doing that, we can look into DSCR loans, right? I, you know, depending on what the appraisal comes back, we can get anywhere from 65 to 75% of the appraisal. I'm confident we can get an appraisal above 350. So, you know, maybe that gets us our money back. Let's just say Mm -hmm. I don't have a calculator right here. So maybe we get some money, we get our, we pay the hard money loan off definitely. And we get some of our you know, our majority, I guess we'd get, yeah, again, we might get all our money all back. All our money probably. back, yeah. Yeah, now I kind of think about it, if we got around 250, to, you know, we'd probably have still money in there, but, you know, we get a majority of our money back, pay the hard money off. But our mortgage payment is still going to be the 18 to 2000 mm-hmm. on the at 8%. So we would still be breaking even or coming out of pocket a hundred bucks or two to, you know, handle this loan. So that That you know, which would be the worst case scenario, unless we got a little bit more creative outside of the rental, which you were
1: talking about. So, and one of the other creative things that we were looking at was either doing a short term rental, Airbnb again, it's in a golf course community right off the 60 and Mesa, pretty decent area. So, we were looking at short term rentals. And we have Al Williamson actually coming next month, and we met him at the National RIA, and he talks about extended stay rentals. So yep. we're looking at that being an option as well because the property is two miles away from Banner Hospital off the 60. So that goes into traveling nurses, people coming to do their residency and internships, so it could possibly be an extended stay rental as well. So we went through how many exit strategies that we go through? We went through wholesale. We went through open door offer pad, buyers, We went through rental. on an MLS, regular rentals, short-term rentals, and now extended stay rentals. So those are six exit strategies that we that we kind of had in the back of our pocket saying, okay, if this doesn't work, we're going to move to this. If this doesn't work, we're going to move to the next thing. So if you guys can remember at the monthly meeting earlier this month, the guys on the panel were talking about, you know, being creative, having multiple ways to uh, move a property. And that's exactly what Mike and I are doing with this property. Cross our fingers. Everything works well. We believe we still have a profit generating Asset here, and uh, but we will definitely keep you posted on how everything goes.
0: Yeah. I don't, you know, like I said, I don't think we're going to go wrong because we bought it right. We, we understood what the values are. We bought it low enough for any problems. We thought about the exit strategies, like you said. So I'm confident we'll, we'll come out on top. We'll, although a little nerve wracking didn't go as planned longer than planned. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everything, all the boxes were checked that we didn't want checked. So, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, I'm confident. And even if we had to keep it, I think, in, you know, over some time here, I think, you know, it'll bounce back regardless. Yep.
1: So keep that in mind, guys, especially if you are wholesalers out there, this is some of the things that fix and flippers have to look at. So when they say, hey, I can't give you, you know, your wholesale price and they try and pull you back a little bit. These are some of the things that they're they're wrapping their heads around, you know, with this market shifting, with things like that, they're automatically taking 10 to 15 percent off the top of the ARV of what properties sold, you know, last month back in may june and july so keep that definitely keep that in mind and then also with that being said we do have al williamson coming in mm-hmm. for our next monthly meeting that will be talking about extended stay rentals so if you're interested in that make sure you're you're there in the building for that and what else we have coming up mike um, this upcoming week, obviously, uh, we have Phoenix, fourth Tuesday of the month, we got
0: the Phoenix Real Estate Club, the I Want, I Have session, networking, we talk about our deals, and then the next day, we have our Fix and Flip group right here at the office, those are both here in Central Phoenix, Bob and Tracy Royce doing hosting the Fix and Flip group, so yeah, otherwise, in our 20th anniversary, November 14th, venue 8600, we're doing raffles, TVs, computers, experiences. Steve Trang's giving away a program. John Burley's giving away a program. So it a lot of stuff you can win and we're donating. Everything goes to charity. We have a list for Maggie's Place for single mothers. So basically we want to support them. They have a list of needs. So we're, we're asking that everyone brings in some of those items and you get more raffle tickets and you get a chance to win some of these prizes and celebrate 20 years of supporting real estate investors here in Arizona.
1: So there's a lot going on. So Let's make sure your face is in the place at Venue 8600 on November 14th. And also, if you can't make it, remember to always friend us on Facebook, you Mm -hmm. know, follow us on Instagram, on Twitter, and then also every podcast is up on YouTube. So find us on YouTube also go there. You can listen to the show. You can watch the show. You can get a chance to see Mike's handsome face every Friday. Um, (laughs) <laughs> every friday so again thank you Azria family guys we really appreciate you being loyal supporters and savvy investors in the phoenix market take it easy all right guys signing off bye
0: thanks for listening to the Azria show with your hosts marcus maloney and mike delpreet we hope you enjoyed this episode if you found this information valuable head over to azria.org and learn more about our community